You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the King of All Kings podcast. J Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Back in the vibes, the J Street Vibes. You know what it is, man. It's Kenny Caraway. BSB 1320, D-Lo, and KC. It's Jason Jones of The Athletic uh, talking some Kings basketball. And uh, the the the... I remember last week I was talking about, you know, at the beginning of the trip, this game, East Coast road trip. It felt like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be forever. We're, we're here at the final game. It's already it's already done. It's already pretty much done. They got Detroit on Friday. And you mentioned a little bit in the last segment, Detroit ain't no pushover. I mean, this is what I feel about the whole league. Like, the whole league is so talented to me. There's so much talent in the league. And it's still relatively early where teams are still, you know, playing for something, you know, respect or, or you know, trying to be a, a trade ship or something like that. They're still playing for something. Mm. All games are tough. And yeah. they're going to go into Detroit. They're going to uh, try to go three and three on the road trip. And to me, Jason, I know we talked about it before it started. And I know I, I, I thought you said, you know, you don't want two and four. I understand why you would say that. But if they can get out of here with two and four on a six-game road trip and De'Aaron Fox not playing two of those games, it would suck because you lose the last game, you lose to Detroit, right? Like that, that will leave a sour taste in your mouth. But in its totality, where would you look at a at a two and four road trip out of out of this six month? Worst case scenario. It wouldn't be the absolute disaster. Like I said, considering De'Aaron missed two games. This is the third game in four nights they're gonna be playing in, you know, as what Charles Barkley calls them built-in losses. Mm. <laughs> you know, you get to the end of a trip, guys are ready to get home. Who knows? Maybe Marvin Bagley host the guys, have them out at night, <laughs> get them all tired. So, <laughs> so Bagley and Corey Joseph have the guys out, <laughs> you know, getting the little Caesar's pizza and all that. Get them all worn out. I mean, to me, two and four would be a disappointment, but it wouldn't be the worst. All things considered, it wouldn't be like, oh my god, this is terrible. You know, you don't want to lose to Detroit, but. I mean, they're an NBA team. They've got players. And that's mm-hmm. the thing about the league. A lot of times it comes down just to experience, not about talent. Everybody got talent. Right. You know, some mm-hmm. have more than others. But, I mean, yeah, Cade Cunningham is out. But, you know, who knows? Maybe Boyan Bogdanovich is trying to play his way to the Lakers. <laughs> right. You know, Jaden Ivey may have something to prove, you know. Corey Joseph always kills the Kings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Corey Joseph is the new Ish Smith. <laughs> they traded him and he's like okay i'll show you i'm a punk y'all every time i see y'all and he yeah so i mean there's some different things you know you look at with this matchup you know sadiq bay is the type of guy who had, would mess around and have a big game on the kings so you never know what you're gonna get yeah and, and like i said you got a guy like Jalen duran i like the way he played the first time they played the kings it, a little 
not calling him this per se, but a little mini Dwight Howard, you know, like the guy that's been super athletic, um, bigger than everybody out on the court. And and I, I, I'm always leery of him. But, you know, it's still a game that you would think, you know, they could win. And if if they do win this game, then they finish this six game road trip on a on a three and three mark. Man, and then you're going to be coming home for uh, been talking about this for a couple of days, but it's, it's such a, a big time in the season for this group. You're coming home for like 15 of the next 20. Mm-hmm. Being in one center. So, I mean, one game, two and four, three and three, it's not going to make or break that stretch. But man, you want to be feeling good about yourself winning the last two games uh, of that trip and, and saying, hey, we came out of there with a the split. Now it's time to get home and do business. Yeah, you win this game, you're eight and eight. You're eight and eight on the road for the season. Wow. And you take 500. Even if you lose, seven and nine is not terrible. Mm-mm. You know, you look at, you know, as you look at this throughout the league, you look at the West, you know, shoot. Uh, the New Orleans are six and six on the road. Memphis is six and seven on the road. Denver is nine and seven. So they have a winning record. But like Phoenix is four and nine on the road this year. What's the Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. Oh my God. The Warriors are two and 13 on the road. That's unbelievable. They're 12 and two at home, two and third. I don't know what the hell is going on there. That is unbelievable. I don't know what I mean. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, like to your point, though, you get out of here eight and eight, that would be phenomenal. But seven and nine on the road, you kind of did your job, right? As a team, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You want to hover around 500 on the road and take care of business at home. And regardless of what happens um, on Friday night, they've set themselves up to put themselves in that situation. Yeah. And that's all you can really ask for at this stage. And we're looking at going into Christmas and not being out of it for the first time in forever. <laughs> you know, I keep thinking about what, uh, what you said last episode and man, it was spot on. Like say they went on Friday, that's their 16th win. You're looking at the year and he's, he damn near got half the wins he typically gets <laughs> before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, that, like I said, outside of one season, this is like, wow. So this is what happens when you're kind of normal and you function. I mean, look at the January with like 18 wins. <laughs> 16, 15. I mean, this, that, that's just crazy when you think about it. Yeah. You know, and just, yeah. you know, because I mean – Bad teams are bad at home and the road. And mm-hmm. after losing that that rough start to the home stretch again the year, they've been a really good home team. Yeah. I think they won eight of their last nine at home. The yeah. one loss was that Phoenix game that, you know, went to the went to the not to the buzzer, but you know what I mean? It was it was a one possession game with the yeah. shot clock off. Yeah, then Book does what Book does. He ain't doing it right now. Well, they got nobody yeah. doing it right now. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of issues in the NBA right now. We got a lot yeah. of stuff that makes no sense right now. Yeah, yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. But, um, yeah, Kings uh, in Detroit on Friday. Marvin Bagley got hurt in the game tonight. I don't know if he came back or if he'll be available for Friday. But uh, Marv will probably be a courtside in that blue Pistons jacket. Mm-hmm. Representing, you know, 
my son is on a real in a with a real franchise f y'all record in the game you know what i ain't mad because you know what because he's supposed this is dad he's supposed to feel like that yeah he 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 he, he Nah, see, here's the thing with Big Marv, man. Took too many shots un- unsolicited at the Sacramento Kings, an organization. Too many shots. And not looking in, in the mirror. I'm not saying he's got to trash his son in public or anything like that, but everything else, everything was somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. It was never, man, we just got to, you know, we got to be better. Mm. Or don't say anything. How about that? Like, you don't have to yeah. say anything. And that's a, that's a lost art, you know. You don't have to say anything, you know. There's no rule that says you got to you got to say anything. Yeah. I just thought it put Marvin in an awkward situation, you know. Because now we got to ask Marvin, you know, hey, why your dad say trade you? Do you know what you? I've been saying what he needed to say, and he never wanted to say. All he had to say was, "Look, man, I love my dad. He got his own Twitter. He got his own opinions. That's his opinions. Me personally, I'm just I'm here and I do me. You want to ask me my opinions?" I'll tell you what I think and leave it at that. That's what De'Aaron did. Yeah, that's what you do it one time and all of it's dead. Like it's dead. You do it one time. De'Aaron said he did. He got everybody on the phone and said, hold up. Y'all realize every time y'all do this, they ask me. So stop. I'm going (laughs) to tell them to ask you. Right. Right. I mean, it's, you know, I I still root for Marvin. I I, know personally, I like Marvin. Seemed like a great young man. I, I, I I don't have no issues with Marvin. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, he was in a no-win situation. Short of him becoming at least Amari Stoudemire, mm. he couldn't win, and then he couldn't stay healthy, and just you know, and this happens a lot of times with picks, you know. And I mean, you know, I'm not—I don't want to rehash the whole why they took him thing, but I—I, mm. I, you know, it's just, I think you know, hopefully he's okay and can you know suit up. And like I said, I, I like Marvin. So, I thought he was gonna be really good. I was, I was, I was kind of wrong with Marvin. I thought he was gonna be really good. I don't even think he's a bad player now. Like I watch him on Detroit, and he's okay. He's, you know, he's what he's always been. Like when he's able to play, he's like fourteen and seven. He's a cool yeah. ball player. But I thought he was gonna be, I thought he was gonna be like potentially like twenty ten type. Yeah, player. I right. thought he was gonna be really good. He had that stretch at the end of his rookie year where he was doing that. Mm-hmm. Then he can't stay healthy. Couldn't yeah. stay on the court. You know, when that, you know, when then. A lot of times what you can't predict is how a guy is going to respond to the pressures and the physicality and the responsibilities of being a pro player. And part mm-hmm. of the part of that comes down to how do you deal with my family's over here doing this or I got this over here going on. You know, I talked to one of the guys on, from the old staff about Marvin. He was like, it sounded like Marvin was making some good strides in his personal life, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of just being more independent. But it's also kind of hard. I mean, the kid was, what was he, 19 when they got him? Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. so that's always tough. Yeah, you know, but I, 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 I hope he's able to play because I think it'll be fun. You know, it'd be to be fun. You know, you know, yeah. just to see him out there for sure, for sure, man. So, Kings Pistons Friday afternoon, another like shout out to my man Corey Joseph. I like Corey Joseph too. Corey was really nice. I mean, when I would meet those guys, that was before. Um, I'm trying to think if it was before throne room. It might have been before, but I was like, no, but I was like, I, I didn't have no show or nothing like that. And Corey, you know, I was in there. He talked to me, showed me love. He was a really nice guy, man. So shout out, shout out, Corey. Corey's Jordan. a good dude. You know, yeah. a lot of those guys who come through San Antonio, 
and you talk to them about basketball, they're really good at breaking down what's not working. Mm-hmm. And when you're with the, when you're covering the bad Kings, especially, I would go to those guys to be basically ask them, what the hell is wrong here? Mm-hmm. And, the, and guys like that will fill you in about it's about this or for years, all we ever heard was it was the details. They weren't a very detail oriented team. Like I told you, my favorite story was we we're in Orlando or we were in uh, Miami. And we're in the locker room. Reggie Evans is in there. Nick Stauskas is in there. And they had made it. And Miami had made a trade. Mm. And Nick says, I didn't even know that guy was on the team. And Reggie goes, if you played 2K, you would know he was on the team. Damn, what the hell do you do? <laughs> God bless Reggie Evans. I missed that dude. That dude is awesome. That yeah. was one of the greatest things. He's like, play 2K. Yeah, at the very least. If you, he was if like, you, you know not know the league. Yeah, if you don't know what's going on in the league, at least play the damn video game. At least know who's on the team. And for years, you had a bunch of players who just weren't prepared. Mm. It'd be like, I mean, they there'd be guys like Kyle Corver. Like Kyle Corver's gonna is a shooter. Why are you not why are you walking away from that three-point line? Mm-hmm. And you see a lot less of that now. I think part of it's coaching, and part of it is you got some better players, some smarter players. Mm. I mean, something I don't think you can't coach. If I if I don't, you know. If I don't know to not leave Kyle Corver, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, you ain't watching. You ain't watching basketball. You just yeah. you just play basketball. You ain't watching if, basketball. If you just want to be stereotypical and look at Kyle Corver, what do you think he's on the court to do? <laughs> not dunk. Yeah, just, just be stereotypical. If you just want you when you watch warmups, what is that guy out there doing? He ain't doing three sixties. Yeah, and I think we're we're finally at a place now. We don't have guys where you go. What the hell is wrong with you? Like. The, hey, that that reminds me. You got guys like that, but I think the coaching staff has a lot to do with it. Yeah. We talked about it just a little bit right before we get out of this segment. I want to ask you, um, Mike Brown getting tossed. I mean, that's obviously that was um, that was. I mean, it was real because he was really frustrated, and really mad. But it was, I, I can see where that's a little strategic, right? Like, you know what? This is a time right now. This is time yeah. for me to 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 get one right here. Get two. Yeah. Four those where you can, you know. And that was a good time to use it because you're looking at three straight games where they just looked lifeless. Mm. And, you you know, they needed that. They needed something to be like, hey, let's not start sleepwalking again. So I'm all for that. I mean, Mike makes enough money to pay that fine. I mean, Mike, you know, Mike ain't going to be, you know, you know, hungry because he has to pay that fine. But I think you get about four or five of those a year. Yeah. You know, he cashed one in the night and it worked mm. out. Some people were saying he made contact with the referee. I didn't think he did. I think the referee made contact with him. I didn't think he did. I mean, you know, but you never know. You know, we'll you, you'll check Twitter by Friday's game or I'll check my email. It'll be like, you know, Mike Brown says, you know, you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times those decisions get reviewed and whatnot. But when I watched it live, I didn't think, oh, he made contact with the ref. Right. Yeah. So. Kings, once again, win 124-123 in Toronto. They got one game left in the six-game road trip in Detroit on Friday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, they're going to do a really quick segment on some some disturbing stuff going on around the league. Come on, man. This this is unnecessary. We're going to talk about it, man, here. It's Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones, J Street Vibes. <laughs> 